Hello and welcome to episode 128 of TLDR Podcast. If you're watching or listening, I mean, you'll figure it out soon rather than later, but let me just get ahead of it right now. As Trading and Tyler used to say a long time ago when Alex and Eric were MIA, we're shorthanded right now because our board Tyler is not here. Hopefully everything's all good with Tyler. He just couldn't make it today, but you know, we're going to continue on and give you guys a good episode regardless. So therefore, check in with the guys as always. Alex, how you doing, boy? I'm doing great. We're chugging along over here. Uh, the NBA season is, um, is is going, and with you know, there's uh, trade deadlines coming up. So, a little preview about what we're talking about. How's the How's your dog's birthday? He turned like what, twenty five? Uh, he turned four. He's just a little little baby boy. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cold here, so he did a lot of napping uh, and didn't get out of bed till like eleven thirty. And I was like, Hey, you're thriving, bud. You are thriving. Happy belated birthday to Gus, Alex's dog. He's a yeah. cute little guy. If you follow Alex on Instagram, you see him quite a bit. So you guys should do that. Yeah. Alex Martyr me out the longest <laughs> of all time. But you know what it is what it is. Traden just got back from um camping down the street. How was that? <laughs> it was awesome. Um all I will say in uh, here in Newport, I guess across the entire country, there is a massive storm that is just ripping through pretty much the entire nation. And we got the brunt of it in our, uh, in our RV and that was pretty fun. Uh, or I guess, I guess my parents RV and that was lots of fun. Um, not really, we get, we didn't get to enjoy the outside as much as we wanted, but nonetheless, we, we did get to, uh, you know, go around the, uh, the Newport Harbor and check out all the homes that are decorated and, you know, on the backside of their homes. And it's crazy how much money people put into not only their homes, but what they do to decorate them, you know, for people just, you know, floating around in the, in the Harbor. So, uh, that, that was lots of fun. Um, I think it was a special time for my grandmother who's down, um, with us for Christmas for her first time, um, actually ever since we've lived in, in Canada or uh, United, uh, California. So. Cause he's from Canada and celebrates. Canada. I'm not, I'm not That's like, I don't understand why people believe that, but Hey, if you want to, if you want to continue believing that you're wrong. Because you're the hockey guy, man. It's what happens. It comes with the territory. My parents aren't even Canadian anymore. Anymore? You should ask them that. Anymore. They, do you think they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're not Canadian anymore? No, it, I mean, that. that's ex- that, that, I know they would say that. Wow. Y'all really – true Edmonton Oilers fans over here who are not Canadian. Fun fact. No, they, they know that they're – they know that they have the dual – like the dual thing, but – I mean, if you ask them, if you were to ask them, oh, yeah, they're Americans in their mind. Okay. And because yeah. they did go through the process. So they're no longer Canadian. And, but Trayden yeah. is. So I don't know how that works out. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We checked the facts. We know Trayden's Canadian. He won't admit it, but he is. Um, yeah. And Alex has a dog and a wife. Yeah. There we go. Everybody's covered. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> Trayden is really pissed right now. It is what it is. <laughs> Uh, normally we'd ask Tyler what's up, but he ain't here. Like I said, hope he's all good. Uh, but today's gonna be a short episode, guys. We got two subjects because I am not prepared to do mine. So we're just gonna we're gonna roll through it. Alex, we're gonna start with the NBA. Tell us all about it. Yes. Um, as always, uh, we didn't talk about it last week because I was hosting, but a little fantasy update. I won. Obviously, uh, I'm in fourth. Tyler lost, traded and lost, James won. They're all not in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Moving on, uh, the boys are struggling, uh, to be honest, in, in fantasy basketball. Dude, half of my team is fucking out all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I'm going to pick up, like, some scrub who I don't even know. I don't even know half the t- half of my players anyway. Yeah, it's- I was like, bro, you know five NBA players total. Yeah. <laughs> Four of them play on the, on the Warriors. That's, that's all you know. Hey, come on. Now. And they are LeBron. Hey, come on. I, I like to believe that Traden has learned a lot about basketball during this podcast. Oh, yeah. What have you learned? Give me, give me like two new things. Just two. Um, that players love to just sit out and get sick and not play. I learned that. Learned that real fucking quick. Uh, that's why fantasy is fucking bullshit in in, uh, in basketball. It's so easy because you you know it's easy to kind of fit everyone in. You don't really have to choose players who are going to fit in like with hockey or actually especially football you, you have to make decisions okay am i going to play this guy or this guy you don't really have to do that in basketball there's just you can f- kind of fill the roster unless you have everybody out and it's like it doesn't fucking matter 
And then you go and then you go and pick up a guy who's rostered in like 10% of leagues and he doesn't do shit. And then you get made fun of because you have him on your team. And I'm like, well, what the fuck you want me to do? Because I have no one else to play. So I fucking hate fantasy basketball. Look with the passion. <laughs> Wait, what's the other thing you learned? That's just the first. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, I did learn that Giannis can't shoot a free throw to save his life, but I already knew that. Um, he actually got called for holding the ball for too long. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, honestly, and the announcers kind of have a point like, dude, you know, you're going to miss it. Just fucking shoot it. Like, <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> like, just, just get going. <laughs> All right. Two things from, from trading. Alex, back to get his programming, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Giannis can't shoot a free throw. We know that, um, everyone, I think it was in Philly was counting counting him down, uh, during the playoffs a couple years ago with his free throws. He's going to have to work on it if they want to, uh, be a contender. Speaking of things that are going down, so the NBA trade deadline's a little funky because you know it, you have to wait for a portion of the season to go by before you can trade um, people that were signed as a free agent in the off season, and that deadline is December fifteenth. Uh, we're recording on the thirteenth, so it's coming up. So it's kind of like the unofficial beginning of trade season. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of rumblings about different trades. So I asked the boys; I wanted them to come up with. A trade either, you know, a team needs to make to either better their team right now if they're trying to make a playoff push or potentially if they're already out of it or, you know, they need to start rebuilding to trade away assets to another team. Um, so trading, we're going to throw it right back to you, buddy, since you know everything about basketball. This is kind of a hard question for sure, but I'm curious about what you came up with. Um, well, first of all, I didn't know that you couldn't trade before the 15th. That seems kind of weird. Uh, so it's just, that I it's care. just for free agents. I may need to double check this, but I'm 90% sure it's just for people that signed like an off-season deal. It's not God. for the entire rest of the league. It's just for those. So, so like, you, you know, uh, you can't sign a guy and then and then trade him before. Like three days into the season. Yeah, you got to wait. It. Okay. Yeah. You got to let him really kind of really hate the place before you trade him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, there's a quite a few teams that we could be discussing here. Uh, you know, we, I think there's a couple more obvious ones. I mean, I, the first one I kind of look at is the Dallas Mavericks because all your scoring comes from Luca. That's it. Um, you could look at, you could look there, but because I am the resident golden state warrior fan on the podcast, I'm going to talk about them because I'm pretty sure one of you is, I'm guessing we're going to talk a little bit about the Lakers. We may talk about the Bulls because James sometimes has like a crush on them. And then we may talk about, um, I don't know, we might talk about, we might talk about the Mavericks more. Um, I don't know. Do I feel attacked right now? That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you just, you have a mini crush on the Bulls. You did last year. Um, I'm going to just talk quickly about the Golden State Warriors because for me, their biggest problem is is defense. Um, And I think that maybe... This is the time where Golden State needs to kind of look at themselves and say, hey, you know, we've done a great there. No one can dispute that they're one of the best, you know, draft and develop teams in probably in all of recent sports, or at least um, at least for the most part. I mean, they, they really they really do a great job of, of uh, you know, cultivating culture and 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 uh, drafting and developing there. However, their defense, especially this season, especially on the road, is pretty pretty atrocious. And maybe it's a maybe it's time that the Warriors kind of said, you know what? I think that we need to just bring guys around this core that we've had that, you know, around Steph Curry, who's one of the best to ever do it, and and find a way to get to the to the finals because these teams are getting better. I mean, the West is getting better. The West is getting deeper, it seems. Um, so I think that you get that the biggest need is you need a defender across the board. I don't think Draymond Green, I like a Draymond Green's fine, but he's just not. It just doesn't seem like he's that as as you know impactful as he used to be. And I just think you need a, a little bit more. First of all, and you have James Wiseman who needs to be moved. Yesterday, I fucking hate that guy. That guy needs to fucking go. Uh, and it, it, it's high time that he gets moved. So you could look at some um, possible uh, some possible targets. You know, I, I'm I look at Alex Caruso from the Bulls, maybe. Um, I I look at uh, Miles Turner from the Pacers, maybe. These guys, these are teams that, uh, you know, maybe looking to maybe looking to really start their own rebuilds and find their own draft capital or own, find younger guys that they can kind of. You know, you know, take in and 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 do their own thing with like James Wiseman. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe that's what he needs. Um, but ultimately, the 
the Golden State Warriors need to need to realize that they can't just score their way out of their out of uh, they can't score their way out of the problems and um and they're not going to be able to do that down the stretch so find a defensive guy find a find a versatile find a versatile um defensive guy that can you know help you out and i think that they have they then would have an opportunity to just like always make it to the finals and maybe win i do like that um yeah, the Draymond Green thing, like obviously at points in his career, he was an elite defender, um, you know, defensive player of the year award winner. But you have to also remember, like, unless you're LeBron or Tom Brady, and it's kind of now just LeBron a little bit, like age catches up with you. And Draymond's got a lot of miles on those legs, all those final tr- finals trips, all those deep playoff runs. Um, the Bulls are definitely an interesting case because – we've seen that they can be a pretty good team. Um, You know, they haven't had Lonzo all year. Caruso could be someone that could be flipped. Um, You know, I think DeRozan probably had sort of like a last career kind of season last year, but, and, you know, who knows what, you know, what they'll build around. So I like that. Miles Turner has obviously been someone that's been rumored to have been on the trade block since before the season started. So that one kind of makes sense. And yeah, uh James Wiseman like obviously has all world talent maybe he just doesn't vibe there or whatever it may be so yeah he does seem like a good uh you know candidate to maybe thrive somewhere else possibly also if you're at in Indiana there's a little less you know spotlight on you if you're compared to the Warriors and Steph Curry and everything so that would be an interesting one I like that uh I don't know how the money would all work that's a GM's problem but uh James what do you think well Jaden mentioned the team from LA and said, we're probably going to talk about them. He was kind of correct. We're going to talk about a team from L.A., but it ain't the Lakers. We're going to talk about the Clippers. But, I mean, before that, the Lakers are doing pretty good right now. Like, AD's having a great season, MVP caliber. They're looking better. So, definitely. We, we just rattle off three losses in a row again. Yes. Yeah, well, just I'm just – I had to throw it out there. Yeah, but also AD was sick and played five minutes of one, didn't play the other. Um, so, LeBron's there we go. One. So, basically, LeBron. if you don't have AD, you're fucked. And Braun was out for that second game, too, on that back-to-back. So, fun fact. I watched a lot of Lakers basketball recently. Uh, wow. But Clippers. Yeah, a lot. That says them. a lot about them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Clippers. Let's talk about the Clippers. They're doing pretty good, right? They're in the hunt for the playoffs. And they're kind of in that, like, five, six spot range right now. They need scoring. And they need scoring pretty bad. If you look at their stats outside of PG, nobody averages more than 15 points. Kawhi plays, like, every fifth game. When he plays, he doesn't put up 15 points. PG needs help. The Clippers need scoring. Where are you going to get the scoring from? Well, you go trade for Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma used to play for the Lakers. Now he's at the Wizards. And he doesn't want to be on a team that sucks, and the Wizard sucks. Kyle Kuzma shoots the shit out of the ball. You can see that through and through. Like, he has the confidence of a guy who never misses. Those are the reports being said out of Wizards camp. And he wants to be moved to somewhere that can win. Clippers can win. Clippers need scoring. Todd Kuzma can do that job. And he knows that area really well. He was a Laker. He was drafted by the Lakers. And he, he's been there, done that in the same exact arena. Just bring him right back. He had so much success as a Laker. He can have success as a Clipper when the ball is being passed him and asked, he's asked to score. If you look at the, um, the numbers on this, because I'm part-time GM too, Kuzma's on the books for two more years at 13 mil per year. Okay. So you kind of you have to match that and give give some youth back to the, the Wizards who suck and are trying to do a rebuild. So you trade Batum. He is two years, 11 mil, Brandon Boston Jr., and you package a couple picks there. I say 23 and 24 second-round pick for both because they don't have any more first-round picks. But they're in win-now mode. With Kawhi and PG in the books, like you can give away your draft capital. It don't matter right now. But if you bring in Kyle Kuzma and Kyle Kuzma wants to resign there, you have scoring. And if, you know, if um, Kawhi's knee ever gets magically better, you have defense. And then you have a core along with Reggie Jackson and Zubak right now, who's going absolutely crazy, averaging 20 and 20 pretty much. Like, you have rebounding. You have everything you need in that little team if you go get Kyle Kuzma. So go do it. I do like that, and I think that is really funny. You picked Kyle Kuzma because I also picked Kyle Kuzma but he's going somewhere else. So I do think that's really interesting. I do. I like that idea for him going to the Clippers. 
it's not a ton of money that he signed on either. So like, you know, that that's definitely, and it, he's a good backup case with Kawhi's knee that is probably never going to get better at this point. So I do like that. I have Kyle Kuzma going to Atlanta. They're sitting like fifth in the East right now. You know, the Deontay Murray trade, he's been hurt or he's hurt right now, but has in general has worked out, I think much better than we expected with Trey Young and kind of the same thing with, you know, with Atlanta is having one more score on that team could really help. Um, especially if Murray's going to be out for a while, he's got a high, uh, an ankle sprain, I think. Um, and someone that they've kind of been looking to get out of Atlanta anyway is John Collins. He has not really meshed there. There were trade rumors before. It was kind of a surprise that he signed his deal. There would have to be something else. The money doesn't quite work. Um, and there may be picks going the opposite direction, but you know, just like James said, Kuzma has, you know, played on teams with big stars. He plays on a team with a big star. Now he played for the Lakers, you know, Trey Young, maybe Trey Young, but he is a star in this league. So like, and you know what they did, if just a little bit more scoring could be really helpful. And, you know, John Collins could also potentially leave as a free agent at the end of the year. Um, it doesn't sound like he wants to stay in Atlanta. It doesn't really sound like Atlanta wants him all that much. So you might as well trade him now and get Kuzma and get something worth out of it. So um, it is funny, James, we both picked Kyle Kuzma. Maybe it's just because I really like that guy and I want to see him succeed. But uh, yeah, I agree. That's, that's all. I, yeah, that is all I got because Tyler's not here and he didn't tell us what his was. So it would have been the Lakers. His definitely would have been the Lakers. Go get Luka and put him on the Lakers. That's what he would have said. Some shit like that. Some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do the Lakers need? Uh, Three-point shooting. Three-point shooting. Like, they could use Kyle Kuzma, but the money just won't yeah, work. they could use Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> That's what my initial, my initial thought was, but it's just not going to happen that way. They need somebody who is, like, low-key. Like, I guess I'd get Tyler Hero. Not Tyler. Um, what's his name? Duncan Robinson. Go get him. Like, that would work out perfectly. But they're not going to. It is what it is. And that wraps up Alex's segment. Thank you very much, Alex. Like I mentioned, at Alex Meow on Instagram. And check out his power rankings. They're beautiful. We're going to take a quick break. But when we return, trade-in is last but not least. And he's going to be talking about the NHL, as always. Welcome back, everybody. Just got news from Tyler. Tyler is okay. He just got caught up in a work thing. That's what happens. I have a timeline, so, you know, it, it is what it is. We're going to record without him. We miss him very much. But Trade is going to talk about the NHL and hockey because he is Canadian. Traden, it's all you. Yes, sir. So let's talk about – let's actually talk about the in-season cup first. Yeah, um, big boys. surprise on that one. Boys, <laughs> I got the fucking cup. And I've had it for a while, and I'm going to keep it for a fucking while. This is exactly what I needed. Um, so last week on the 9th, uh, or I guess, I'm sorry, on the 10th, uh, Tampa Bay beat their uh, little brother, the uh, the Florida Panthers. And since then, the Tampa Bay has not uh, has not relinquished it. And actually, I think they just finished beating up the Seattle Kraken, and we'll get it for another couple of days. They then go ahead and play. Uh, they're back. It's not back to back, but they will be following up with two teams that both of them are mine. So if even if they lose, you know, in the next two games, I still have it for a couple more days. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm chipping away at that uh, at that uh, 17 that James has. I'm still very very far from Alex's, but hey. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Um, so, also, I want to talk about uh, fantasy where James barely fucking beat me. Big fucking barely. Hey, a win's a win. A win is a win, indeed. Um, that. So, with my loss, I am third at six and three. Uh, Alex can't lose. He's seven and two. Um, he's tied for first. Uh, James uh, is four and five now. And Tyler is four and five as well with a loss. So, um, that's where it is. Eric, you are trash. Three and six. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm pretty um, sure we said that for football, and he's in first place. Yeah, so I probably just ruined us. So way to go, T. Uh, all right, we're gonna quickly, we're gonna make, we're gonna keep it pretty quick uh, this week, guys. Um, I want to talk about just early discussions on the uh, on the trophies, and most notably the uh, the two big ones, obviously the heart and the Calder. Which, if you didn't know what the Calder trophy, heart or the Calder trophy is, the heart trophy is the MVP, and the Calder trophy is rookie of the year. Um, and you know it. 
we've had some, you know, jockeying for position here. We've had some pretty big headlines. We've had some players that have done some pretty incredible things so far. Uh, you know, many different names kind of throw in. And when, when I look at the, uh, the odds, odds maker for all uh, for the MVP in, in particular, lots of names um, shoot out at me and, you know, they're, they're very, very, uh, very, very deserving in their own right. But let's start with Alex. In your mind, you know, if, if the season ended today and we were going in the postseason, who is your pick for your MVP? Who's your MVP pick so far? I mean, the easy answer is McDavid, obviously. Um, he's having an incredible season and he'll probably continue to have incredible seasons because he's the best hockey player on the planet. I so but that's boring. And it's kind of like Mike Trout. It's kind of like LeBron or well, I guess now really Shohei. We're like they should win every year. It's kind of like what McDavid is but that's boring. So I don't want to pick him dark horse candidate for me. Posternak from trade-ins Boston. Wow. Here's my thought process. I think he's sixth in points uh, in the league right now. And like, I know it's not a team award, but the Boston Bruins, like if you give it to McDavid and you compare those two teams, Boston's 13 points ahead. Like they've had an incredible season He's probably not going to win, but I thought he deserved a little bit of love because he's kind of been the leader of that team. And I believe he's a free agent at the end of this year. So he's having a really nice year, uh, you know, right before he's about to get paid. Yeah. Pasternak, uh, I believe you are right. He is in a contract year and um, what, what a way to, what a way to play in your, uh, in your in a contract here. And right now is his cap hits 6.6666666666 million dollars a year. And you got to think that he's going to be north of nine. I mean, this is a guy that's easily worth of, <laughs> north, no, um, worth north of line. Uh, it's actually especially nice when the cap is could be going up by like four or five million, which is massive. Um, it sounds like we've clawed back uh, all of our losses from COVID and then some. Uh, and if that's the case, we will be getting a huge bump in cap um, and all those teams that have crazy um, big contracts uh, won't won't feel the pain as much. And players like Pasternak are going to get fucking paid. James, what about you, bud? Well, if uh, Pasternak was a dark horse pick, I have a dark, 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 dark horse pick in Mitchy Marner. Toronto Maple. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love this guy, man. He is like, like Alex had said, like Pasternak is part of Trayton's Boston Bruins. Mitchie Marner is part of my Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank you for giving me the cup and keeping it for so long. But I, and he's also my fantasy team. So I'm really double dipping in so many different areas here. Love this guy. Uh, he's honestly like been the catalyst to the Maple Leafs success right now. He's doing phenomenal. He had, he's <laughs> in every single game this season except for one and he scored again tonight against the ducks and that was a abysmal performance because the ducks are a terrible team they should honestly be an ahl team that's what that's what should happen and even then they're terrible but back to to martyr 23 game point streak as of tonight amazing and he's he's like the focal point and he's he's great like he hasn't had the season yet he's doing phenomenal the the Leafs have Matt Murray and net and he's over, he's overpowering that he's having the Leafs win and he's kind of bringing the Leafs team to like skyrocket up the power ranking because of how good he is. So Mitch Emar is my MVP. Mitch Emar. Um, did he, did they play today? You said 23. Yes, they played against the Ducks. So there you go. You know, you knew he was going to get one there. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's a trash. Um, Mitchell Marner for, for everyone who's uh, tracking it is two games away from uh, Sidney Crosby's um, record and three behind Patrick Kane. 26 um, of the active players. Patrick Kane holds the record with 26. Um, the ultimate record guess is Wayne Gretzky. Can anybody guess what his point streak was? 49. Very close. Dang. 51. Wait, 51 games. 51. I'm honestly thought it would be more. <laughs> yeah, it should, it should have been, yeah. Have been 305. Yeah, and in that, it, and uh, yeah, just absolutely, absolutely insane. It could have been 250. Um, I would have been like, oh, yeah, okay. You, you guys want to know, you guys want to know the even like more ridiculous part? Um, 61 goals and 92 assists. <laughs> That's a lot of assists, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Well, and everybody, uh, if you didn't know, um, if you take away Gretzky's goals, he still has the most points in league history. So, fun fact. 
Um, for me, guys, I think those are both those are both in the in the odds maker. And actually, if I were both of you and you guys like those picks a lot, I would I would put some money on that. Um, Austin Matthews, I'm sorry, Austin Matthews. Um, I, uh, Mitchie Marner isn't even on the 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 odds maker, which is ridiculous to me, especially with what he's doing here. Um, and your boy Pasternak plus two thousand. I mean, that's a nice payout. Um, that's a really nice payout. It's probably not going to happen. Hey, put no, put ten k on there, bro. Just put ten k. See what happens. <laughs> Some light work. Ten k. For me, it's got to be Jason Robertson. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think Connor McDavid's ultimately going to win it. Although, it, I, I think that the league may not just because it's like he would get it every year <laughs> and he continues to just be, you know, even be better than his his previous years. But uh, Jason Robertson, guys, has been electric this season, and the crazy part is, is you know, he, he complements his line very, very well um, with, uh, with Rupe Hintz and uh, Joe Pavelski. He's the perfect complement to, to the smart defensive um, teammates he has on that line. And he's, and he's the goal scorer. He's the guy that, that, that drives it. Um, the question is, is does he drive his line? Like I would argue um, Pasternak does at least offensively. I, clearly he is. I mean, he's getting, he's getting the goals, he's getting the assists. Um, and he, he's kind of the offensive guy on that, on that line. The, the stars are electric. They're very, very good. Um, and in my opinion, that line alone is probably the, if, if it's not the best, it's, it's very damn close to the best line in hockey. Um, and, and he's, and he's a big part of that. Um, you know, he, he has a good, he, he has a great defenseman behind him and a great goaltender behind him. So it's easy, you know, when you don't have to talk about, you know, um, in the, in the points, obviously the, the Dallas stars are looking fine. He does, he's getting the defensive support. He's getting the goaltending support. So his team isn't, you know, losing games, but he's definitely a huge part of why um, they're winning games for sure. And, and James, you know, you've been, you've kind of followed the stars yourself, your, yourself last few years. Um, they have had trouble scoring and fuck, they have not this year <laughs> and Robertson is a huge part of that. So for me, it's Jason Robertson. Um, the guy is, the guy is playing out of his mind. What a cheap contract. He just signed a contract this year. He actually held out and missed all of uh, 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 preseason and training camp and Holy fuck. I guess you don't really need training camp. <laughs> People question if you'd be able to do it. Well, he can 23 goals, 19 assists and 42 points in 29 games is, unbelievable just behind mcdavid so jason robertson was my pick also he's from arcadia which is like 15 minutes away from me so um he, you know close to, close to close to my heart uh uh i love that um i just hope we don't play them in the playoffs um if that if that does occur um that, that'd be scary um, my second topic i wanted to talk about uh is the uh the calder trophy uh contenders that are uh that basically is the rookie of the year couple different interesting um you know individuals that we're talking about but yeah i i wonder what the guys will kind of think um about the about this one it it seems like it's kind of widened in the last bit there's a couple that kind of have have you know pushed ahead or at least one for sure but james let's start with you who's your pick for the the, the calder trophy this one kind of hurts me to say because i hate everything seattle but I'm gonna have to say it anyway because this guy's good, and it's Maddie Beniers. This guy is phenomenal, guy. Like 20 years old, 23 points, second line center, handling his own. He's ridiculous. Yeah, I think he's a big reason for why like Shane Wright gets passed down because like your vision of what a, a rookie should be is this guy, and he's so much better. So you can't put him and Shane Wright in the same class. You're like, oh, he's obviously like that. So Shane Wright needs to be developed more, so he's not gonna get playing time. He's a big reason for the cracking success, guys. Like he's he's doing phenomenal, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I that is probably my pick. I mean, th- this is a rookie who gets 17 minutes a game on average. Uh, he has 23 points in 27 games of on a team that we didn't know what we what we were you know going to expect, um, especially given their pretty shitty season last year, and they score goals all through the lineup and he's part of that. He's a, he's, he's leading his, his line uh, as a center. And that position is, is, is so important. I mean, obviously you guys know uh, the, the entire league is built up the middle. So not very surprised you picked him, but Alex, do you have a different pick maybe? Yeah. Um, 
also a team I don't like, so it's annoying to have to pick them. A team we didn't really know what they were going to be this year after missing the playoffs. Uh, and they, you know, they've taken a tiny, tiny step back recently, but generally the Vegas Golden Knights have been very, very good all season. Uh, Logan Thompson is my pick. It helps. He's also on my fantasy team. So one, one of the I can do it too. Are good. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to find good goaltenders and look, he's a rookie and maybe they, maybe they knew something. We gave them so much shit about trading Marc-Andre Fleury away. And maybe they saw this guy coming in their pipeline and had a good feeling, but nine seventeen save percentage, 2.7 goals against he's got 13 wins already. Um, he's having a great season, you know, for a great team. And it will be interesting, you know, especially with, you know, they traded flurry expecting Leonard to kind of be the guy he's out all year now. And then Logan Thompson's really, really stepped up and like, he's had a couple poor outings the last couple of couple of ones, but also those were to the Rangers and Boston. So like we just talked about how good Boston is. It, it will happen every once in a while, but, uh, Logan Thompson's my pick. Yeah. Um, uh... I, I think that he's easily, if he's not tied with Beniers, he's definitely right behind him in my in my eye, especially when we didn't, like you said, we didn't know what we would expect out of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, we, you know, especially with, uh, especially with Leonard out, I, I, I kind of thought, wow, are we going to get another year like last year with all the injuries and all the goaltending issues? And wow, he is really just nipped that in the bud real quick. Uh, in even strength, his even strength save percentage is 929, which is absurd. Uh, and he's just, he's just playing excellent. And I think that he's, he's definitely a, a huge part as to why they're, they're doing well, especially in a year, as we mentioned last year or last week, goalies are bad this year. Scoring is up. Goalies are bad. And when you have a massive nine seventeen save percentage, you're, you're tops the league. Uh, and Logan Thompson is, and you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, he's, he's from Calgary, Alberta too. So that's another um, one that's close to my parents' heart. I know that we had this discussion earlier. Don't, we're not getting into it again. Um, <laughs> so, um, so that that's close to my family. So um, it's cool to see uh, an Alberta boy uh, get his um, and he's escaping the the cold. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so there's a desert. Uh, sorry. Escaping the cold one up by meaning like usually when he, when he, at this time, he'd be playing in Calgary, freezing his nutsack off, and now he's in Vegas, not freezing his nutsack off. <laughs> um, instead, he'll sweat his balls off in uh, in playoffs when he when when they eventually do get there. Um, so that that those are the two ones I uh, wanted to talk about. I think we'll talk about a couple more maybe next week, or, or um, you know, I think this is a good one to kind of you know, this is a good discussion to have, you know, halfway or a little less than halfway through the season. Um, before I get into the, uh, the the jerseys, as we love to do, I just want to throw a interesting rule change that I had thought about that I've heard about um, right back at you guys. So uh, this is courtesy of, uh, of Jeff Merrick from, uh, from Sportsnet. He believes that the rules should be changed so that under when your team is on a penalty kill, if your team scores on a penalty kill, you will, you have effectively killed the penalty and you get to you your guy gets to leave the penalty box and i was like oh that's very interesting like usually if shorthanded goals are kind of rare but they do happen and the you know your your player stays in there until the other team scores and they, and then your uh then your player leaves or the the penalty expires but his his viewpoint is well if you've if you've gone all if you've managed to go through all the effort to bring the puck down the ice and find a way to score that should be considered killing the penalty and you get rewarded by getting your guy back along with the goal well, conversely, I heard from another from one of his um, pals that okay, then we should bring we should instill what they what they call a two minute major as opposed to two minute minor. So five minute major, if you guys don't know, if you if your team is uh, has a five minute major and you you're the other and you score on your power play, you, the other guy doesn't come out of the box. You just can continue scoring in that five minutes. So he said, well, if you want to if you want to reward the 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 penalty killers um with a with a release of their guy will then bring bring the two minute major into effect so basically any two minute infraction is a full two minute penalty regardless of how many how many goals you score in that two minutes the only time a player can come out before that is if you score on your penalty kill i just wanted your guys thoughts on that i thought in my opinion that that changes everything that we, that i've ever learned when i grew up between uh, you know, killing penalties, icing the puck. You're actually looking to move, make a play out of the zone, generate a bit more scoring. And also teams like 
Connor McDavid's team and the power play could just continue to f- fucking score like three goals every power play, which I fucking love. So I just wanted your thoughts, Alex. Like, what do you think about instilling that kind of, you know, we've always thought of, oh, power plays, ice the puck. And, you know, if you score, you get the guy out, whatever. What about this? What about a change here? I don't know how to feel about it, honestly. Uh, my initial thought is like, oh, well, then just if any time somebody scores, just add another player. Like when you catch the ball and dodgeball, like it sounds like a little kid's rule a little bit. Um, I think there's an, I don't mean, and there's definitely like an art to guys who can score shorthanded goals, but there's also an art to, you know, guys that don't score a whole lot, but that their presence on the penalty kill is like, is really important. So it would, it would completely change like what the penalty, your penalty unit would look like because you might risk it to try to score shorthanded compared to like, you know, putting in your, your best guys. Uh, I'm going to say, no, I don't want it to happen, but I can see the intrigue. James, you, you're a little new, new age, more new age with the game. Um, you kind of smiled when you heard about it. So I was wondering, I think, I think you have a different viewpoint on this. I love it, man. Like <laughs> that's going to bring so much more excitement. Like, let's be real. Cause right now, a lot of times when you're, when, um, you're a man up, like you're on the power play, you see a lot of cycling the puck and just cycling and cycling and cycling until, you know, something bumps up. But now you're just going to get pucks flying at the net left and right. Cause if you score, fuck it, we'll go again. If you score, we'll go again. And then we'll go again. And then again, until the two minutes is up. That's nice. And on the flip side of it, you have chaos going the other direction. Cause now the defenders were like, Ooh, I don't want to be out here for the 14 minutes, just dying. So let me just bring it back that way and try to score. And it's going to be way more fast paced. Instead of me watching the cycle and the cycle and the cycle going nonstop, it's going to be crazy. I love it. I think they should for sure do it. Yeah, I, I much like Alex, I mean, I I, ha, I have my old school, you know, I, I grew up playing. And actually, even, even now, um, amateur hockey has changed in that they're not actually asking the players to ice the puck anymore. They're at there. And in some leagues, it's illegal to ice. The, it's still icing when you ice the puck on your penalty kill. They're wanting you to bring the puck out and make up and make an actual move and play out of the zone, which I thought was like absurd. But then you think about it and you're like what the what they're trying to do, just like every other one of these fucking leagues between, you know, making sure every quarterback is as healthy as hell, regardless of if they get breathed on wrong. It's a, it's a flag or, uh, you know, in basketball, there's more fouls than ever. They're trying to generate offense and this would just do that. I feel like it, 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 it just induced more offense all across the board, both, both on the power play and the penalty kill. Um, I, I still, it, it, it does kind of irk my, uh, you know, my old school, you know, what my upbringing, but then you realize that that's the way things are going. And maybe I don't think it'll ever happen, but I just wonder if, you know, in, in a world, if it did, I think that that it just, it just be very intriguing. And, and to Alex's point, it would change the way that you, kill penalties and to james's point it would change the way that you are on the power play i think you'll get more shots and and more shots especially out of sync are dangerous especially if they're missed and they and they fall out of the zone you could see a lot more goals the other way too so uh it's it's a very interesting uh it's just very interesting to talk about i mean any any time that there's a an idea for for a rule change regardless of the sport i think it's interesting to talk about um so i just wanted to throw that to the guys but um I just want to share my screen here. We're going to talk about, oh shit, hold on. We're going to talk about the uh, reverse retros for the Metro Pot 2. Can you guys see the screen? Yes, we can. Yup. We are going, let me make sure I get my little Excel file. So we will be finishing the Metro here. Just so everybody everybody remembers, the Central and the Atlantic are done. We like the Central more than the the Atlantic. Um, So far, we're loving the Metro besides Carolina's shitty one or or okay one. Uh, But the last three, we've really loved. I mean, they're by far the the most sustainably high uh, scores back-to-back, back-to-back-to-back. So here we go. We're going to go with the Rags, the Rangers, in New York, rags. <laughs> that, that's what they've been calling the. That's what they've been so calling the Rangers for the longest time. I mean, that's that goes way back. Um, I don't know. Heard it. It is what it is. Um, they're bringing back old, um, you know, Lady Liberty right back on their jersey. Back uh, this this release back in I believe 2007. I don't know if you got or you can guys see their kind of older jersey, which was a navy version. Or I'm sorry, 1997. Excuse me. Um, 
And in here, what they did was they took, oh, I guess it was 99, whatever. Uh, they took the, uh, you know, the Lady Liberty logo, which, you know, the Rangers kind of known for that, you know, Rangers right across their, right across their jersey, but this is an actual logo. Um, and, you know, it says NYR. And the old one was in their navy blue. This one, they put that logo in on their, their Rangers blue. So it's a lighter blue. Um, they kept the red sleeves, which is a pretty cool look. Uh, so James, I want you to I want you to kick us off here. What do you think of the rags, reverse retros? Well, I definitely like the colors more than the old school colors. Like I I think that the Rangers blue is better than that darker navy blue, mm-hmm. and there's better contrast of colors and makes it look more visually appealing. I also like that really like the sideways stripe thing on his arm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the logo itself. I feel like it's unpatriotic to say, but I, I just, I think it's kind of corny. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Lady Liberty on the front there. I don't like the font either. Like honestly, if they had the, like the NY fire department font, I think it'd look a whole lot better than that thingy. Um, I love the colors. I don't really like the Lady Liberty on the front there, but it is reverse retro. So, I mean, it, they did what they're supposed to do. It is retro. Still going to give it like a six, six though. Six six. Okay, okay, not too bad. Not as bad as Carolina's. Not as bad, Carolina. Uh, Alex. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as James. Like, I I think it looks good. I think the, you know, what he was saying about the the red of and the red of the blue of the you know current Rangers is a better look than the kind. Of, it kind of looks dulled almost like the one in the in their uh, late nineties. There, I don't dislike the Lady Liberty thing quite as much. Um, I just think you could have gone with like maybe an MSG related thing instead, or like, I don't know, something else, especially since there's another team. I know they obviously don't play in the same area of New York, but like there's another team in New York that are called the New York Islanders. So like, I know it's different, but I don't know. I feel like you can't just steal the Statue of Liberty for your team. Even there's another one there. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.8 though. 6.8. Yeah, I'm right there with a 7.7.3. Uh, I actually like it. I've always kind of liked Lady Liberty on it, but um, I mean, it it is what it is. It, got, it gets the job done. Don't love it, but don't really hate it at all. Um, I, I don't know what um, Tyler's is. He, we didn't know about his uh, his absence until later, so um, I'll put in his scores later. Um, but right now, it is what it is. We'll move on to Philly. The Philadelphia Flyers revealed their reverse retros which go way back if, and there's actually two parts of this so they actually have the jersey um which you know is kind of the same as what we've always seen um you know with the the same logo same same type of color scheme it goes back to their 1973 1974 look um to an extent i mean that's kind of what you know it's it's the it's a white version the more important part or the more i guess you could say the more uh, intriguing part is the is what they they brought back the Cooperall, which is a full length nylon pant that uh, has an orange stripe down the side. So there's a couple teams in the National Hockey League in the 80s um, that had Cooperall. So they didn't. What we're used to seeing is the skate with and the socks over top of the shin pads. This is a full pant from their from their their top of their ass down to the down to the ankles. Um, and Pants? I never had these, although I I'm glad I didn't. But this is what they kind of look like. <laughs> This is what they kind of look like. Just actually very similar to what roller hockey players kind of wear. So that's the Cooper all. The biggest issue with these is they were a safety safety issue. Uh, the the problem was because of the because of the nylon um, um, material. If you fell, you were fucking sliding for ages. Like you just <laughs> would fucking slide across the ice because there was no friction there. Uh, and, and it was very, very dangerous. So they only wear these for warmups. They don't wear them for their, it's just to, to kind of finish the aesthetic, but then they go back into their socks. So uh, James, why don't you start with us here? Dude, that Cooper all is hilarious looking, man. <laughs> it looks like he's going to go to like dance at the disco. That's what that shit reminds me of, bro. <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> four. Oh God. Four across. Yeah. More for everything. More, yeah, more. Uh, Alex. <laughs> I also do not really like these ones. Uh, I really don't just – they're just not different enough from their normal jerseys. Like, I want to see something different. I know the Flyers are kind of one of those other – you know, they, they've been around for a really long time. They've had that same logo for a really long time, which is cool. We complained about it with multiple other teams, so we're going to do it with them as well. Do something different. Make it Philly-related. Um, 
Put you a cheesesteak on there. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Or I don't know. Do like <laughs> something, something with the Eagles or the Phillies or something. Like even add other teams into it. We saw the Canadians do that with the Expos kind of. So like you could do it. I'm going to give it a four point three i don't know it's just like yeah i i'm right there guys i'm a, i'm at a i'll give him a 4.5 just just to give him the little bump for the uh for the cooperalls actually i i kind of all the points are going to go to the cooperalls just because of the you're paying you're just paying homage and, and tribute to that to that era um they're one of the only couple teams that had the hartford whalers did um and the uh the philadelphia flyers it didn't last long i think it was like two seasons maybe um but the jersey is it, it's just boring like jesus christ like it's the same shit every fucking year with the with the um with the flyers so let's move on we're gonna move on to the pittsburgh penguins and oh boy i'm getting some mario lemieux vibes coming from these puppies um they brought back i think it's called the robot penguin i don't know why uh but this is this is the logo that they be, debuted in 1992 1993 um, it was on their white jersey. Uh, their their dark jersey was j- very similar to the Rangers. It was Pittsburgh written across their their chest. But their home jersey back in the day, they were the white ones. Um, had this uh, had the old school logo. They made it into a dark jersey, um, put it in black and and yellow, like we like we have seen the Penguins in the past. Um, and um, it just like I said, it just get, brings me back to to the Lemieux the Mew, the Lemieux era. Uh, this is this is the the crest he donned when he was. When he was in the league, um, Alex, let's start with you, bud. what do you think of these ones? Yeah, Pittsburgh, you nailed it. This is what you do. You find a sick jersey you had in the past, and then you legitimately reverse retro it. It's a retro jersey. It's now dark and black. And, and you know, the, the colors are fl- literally reversed. They're flipped. You did it. You nailed it. This is already a very iconic jersey. Um, it Same thing. It, you know, I see this jersey. It only makes me think of Mario Lemieux. And how the penguin jerseys have kind of sucked ever since those ones. So these are fire 9.3. 9.3, boy. All right. I think that's your highest scoring. Yeah, that's your highest scoring jersey. So uh you like these the most. These are fantastic. <laughs> James, what do you got, bud? There is absolutely zero nostalgia for me here, uh, unlike the other two boys. <laughs> but I really enjoy them, man. That robot penguin looking thing is sick. Like that, that is an awesome looking penguin. I don't see where the robot comes in, but it's, it's, it's lovely. Um, I actually do like the more so black of it. Like that's enjoyable to look at black, yellow, white, classic color scheme. It's awesome. Alex said 9.3. I'm, I'm not going to take the highest score away from him. So I'm going to go 9.2. 9.2. Yeah. Uh, the, these, these are an easy eight. Uh, I'm sorry. 9.0 for me. Uh, they like, what I also love about the Pittsburgh teams, they all have, have the same colors, which is really cool. I mean, they, they all, I mean, for the most part, um, they all, uh, they all have that black and yellow. And I think that that really is cool when all of your teams have that same color scheme and, um, and the, and Pittsburgh bringing back this logo is just, is just chef's kiss for me. Uh, but another one, another great one, um, Washington bringing back a, an oldie, the screaming Eagle and putting it in black. They brought, they brought back these puppies um it's a, it's a scree- it's a screaming eagle coming across the the chest there um the 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 capitals have a di- also had a different logo on the on the shoulder which they have used on the front of the jerseys after they use the screaming eagle on this black and blue we're used to that red and and white look um uh, but back in the day um they they had these these black ones i think that, i think that uh, i'm sorry ovechkin donned them for one or two years um, and then they brought them back. Um, and here's, here's what they used to look like. They had them in blue back in the day. And then they had that third Jersey in black, like I mentioned with the capitals, um, with the Capitol building there. Uh, pretty, pretty nice. So Alex, why don't we start with you? What do you think of the capitals red first retros? I also do really like these ones and I like how it's actually a screaming Eagle, not a goat head sabers. You... Okay. We're going to move <laughs> past that. Um, I like the blue and gold, um, kind of stripe, I guess, along like kind of the lower half of the jersey and the arms. Um, I like the logo itself. It's also Screaming Eagle. It's just a dope name. So like, that's cool. I don't love the numbers on the back. I think they look a little funky. Um, But it is, again, it's kind of a reverse retro. It's a different color. You know, they only did them in that kind of blue teal color and the white color. So they, I think they did a great job. I don't like it as much as I like the Pittsburgh one. Um, and maybe that's just because generally Pittsburgh beats Washington in the playoffs. So I'm going to give Washington a 8.2, but I do really like these ones. 8.2. All right, James, what you got, bud? Oh man. Like I, it's, it's so great. I don't really want to, you know, 
agree with Alex again, but here we are. <laughs> this is a great jersey. And like, I think my patriotic piece is coming back here because that Screaming Eagle, phenomenal. Not corny at all. Love it a lot. I don't know. I don't know why the stars are there. Like, is there significance to five stars? No clue. But the fact of the matter is that they're they're sick. I love the stripe. I like how it kind of lines up in that photo you have on there. The one knock I do have though is the font. The font reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean for some reason. It's like, ah, like R. Where's me rum? Like that's what I think of every single time. It could have been like it could have been like a Tampa Bay thing, but you know it's not a Washington thing. So that's why one knock is the font and the numbers. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm a little cooler about it, so I'm gonna go eight eight because I like it. I like the Screaming Eagle, that's sick. Eight eight, uh, for me, I, these jerseys, um, I think are, are, are just unbelievable. Um, I'm gonna give them a nine one. Um, they're not my favorite, they're not my favorite. Um, Florida still takes that cake. Um, uh, but uh, these ones are just these ones are fantastic. I mean, I, I remember my dad, um, you know, when I was a kid, he had that third jersey. Um, I don't know why he had it, but he would wear it, um, out skating with me. Um, and the fact that they brought the screaming Eagle down onto the gray, onto that black one, but also kept that stripe that's on the blue one, I think is, I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect matchup of all of, all of the aspects of that, uh, you know, nineties, uh, capitals team, um, who then brought in one of the greatest goal scorers to ever live. So, um, I, I, I think that, I think this fantastic Jersey. And with that, that's the last bit of the Metro just really quick. So everybody knows, um, it looks like, um, uh, let's see. Unless I don't know what Tyler's obviously gonna gonna rate these, but I rated the the Metro the best. Um, Alex, your third. Um, right now, your third, and James is second. But obviously, that could change. We like the Metro the most so far. So that 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 edged out the Central. Very important though. We are going into the Pacific next next week. Um, assuming that I I'm, I don't think believe I'm hosting. We will be getting through our three teams next week, and our most hated teams in the next two weeks. So um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how we uh, how we rate these ones. There's some pretty good ones over there, uh, even a glow in the dark one, which is pretty insane. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Just a little sneak preview. Uh, but Al, uh, I'm sorry, James. That's all I got for hockey, man. I love glow in the dark, man. Glow in the dark is cool. I remember both. That's glow in the dark. It makes it way easier to find it. Anybody want to guess what the glow in the dark one is? Of all the, I'm gonna know it. Crap. Yeah, you- it's no, Vegas. It's actually Vegas. Oh, of course it is. They're so extra. Um, <laughs> Vegas, you have to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much like Alex, Traden also writes very great power rankings. So go ahead and check it out on our website or through Instagram at treader49, I believe. I tag him every single week. It's on there somewhere. Uh, so go <laughs> check those out. They're great. And with that, that concludes episode 128 of TLDR Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. We hope you missed Tyler. But if you don't, we understand. It happens. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Tyler. We love you. This is our shortest episode yet, I believe. So if Alex is correct, it, he said our shorter, shorter episodes actually have the greatest numbers. So let's let's look into that. We'll see what happens. Um, but other than that, hope you guys, guys have a great week because we will. And we'll see you next week. Bye.